Welcome to an industry in transition, the must listen to podcast for financial advisors and industry leaders from Tony Siriani, the CEO and publisher of Advisor Hub, where we explore the week's news and events and put our ever-changing business into perspective. Tony is joined each week by industry leaders, mavericks, and disruptors who give their take on our industry and their thoughts on where we are headed. If you want to remain relevant, you can't miss it. Now, here's your host, Tony Siriani. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Industry in Transition Zoom call. I'm Tony Siriani, and I'm thrilled that I have two of our good friends here, Mark Cohen and Gary Karai, and they're both executive vice presidents with LPL, sort of leading the charge on, on, on building out the business. So welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I want to talk about a couple of things. One is um, something that, that interests me is that people think they understand you know, LPL, right? They think they know what it's all about. And part of that stems from, you know, people about three or four years ago, they said, oh, I get this independent thing, right? I get it. It's not the warehouses. It's this. If I move, I get it. Well, the problem is if you set your your mind on what independence was five years ago, it's different today and things have moved and evolved. And what I appreciate about what you guys are doing is that it's a big company, and there's a lot of innovation out there in the space. And I contrast this with what you see at some of the larger bank programs where, where I think they find it hard to innovate. It's hard to move. But you guys have kind of made new changes with you know affiliation stuff and all, all these different ways of doing it. And I really appreciate that for, for a big company. I think it's even been harder for some smaller companies that got into, as you know, I did this 10 years ago, right? So some smaller companies to start and innovate and change models or tie, it's hard, it's hard to do, but, but you guys have kind of adapted. And I think guys, people want to know, sort of where is LPL today? Mark, yeah, Tony, Mark, take the first swing, go. Yeah, Tony, I'm happy to. And um, it, it's interesting because you and I've had this conversation over the years and there's a few things that have been really consistent. Um, and then there's other things that have changed. Uh, but if you think about the consistency side of things, LPL has been in business now for 33 years. Um, and that entire time, there's been one thing that has been a common theme throughout. And it's the consistent and exclusive focus on serving financial advisors. Uh, we've never been anything else. We don't anticipate that we ever will be anything else. Uh, but be able to be in a spot where we can consistently serve financial advisors. We firmly believe as an organization in serving financial advisors so that they have the empowerment and the tools and the resources necessary to be able to effectively serve their own clients. Uh, and now over the, over the years, the definition of what that means has had to change uh, simply because advisors have had their needs change and their, and their expectations have evolved. Uh, if you look over the course of that last 10 years or so, back to what you were referencing, um, there's been a lot of development within this marketplace. Um, and, and as part of that, new models are introduced, new capabilities yeah. have been introduced for advisors. From our standpoint, we believe that what we bring together is the best of all of those worlds. An opportunity so you have, you, for you've a actually, centralized partner to deliver all that. Yeah, I mean, you actually have new affiliation models, right? I mean, that's part of the part of what you've done. I mean, and that's what I find really interesting too. And that, that's, a, that's a big change. That's right. I mean, as part of that, what we've done is we've identified where are the where, where's the opportunity, where's the space that advisors have a need where we can package up a suite of solutions and capabilities that really meet their needs and meet them where they are in their journey, um, as opposed to expecting that they're just going to come to meet us where LPL always has been. And so we've introduced um, Linsco, our, our employee model, um, a couple of years ago, uh, where advisors remain independent. They own their clients. They own their client service model. They, they are serving their clients' best needs. 
but they're outsourcing some of the back office responsibilities that go along with being an employee versus being a business owner, things like payroll and benefits for their staff, managing their office space and the like to LPL while maintaining the key tenants and benefits of independence. And a few other things along those lines, like strategic wealth has been introduced to help those newfound entrepreneurs really run a sound, strong business. I mean, do yeah. it in a way where they've got a management team that they don't have to necessarily go and source and manage, but rather is an extension of their team through LPL's delivery that helps them run that business strategically. So, so Gary, when I so I think about that, and then I think, you know, there's I've, I've talked about this a lot, and I've written about it a little bit too. That there seems to be, you know, for, advisors are voting with their feet. They're all, you know, one end you got sort of bank wirehouses, on the other hand you got these quirky sort of independent RIAs, like you know. The sh Somebody's got a you know a sign in their basement kind of thing, and then in the middle now everyone's kind of moving towards this ethos of, um, you know, and, and, and client first, you know, the the primacy of the advisor relationship, own your books, you know, different types of equity and things like that, and it seems like these things that that Mark is describing, you know, it puts LPL kind of in that middle group with, with a lot of other types of firms. You have, there are regional firms in there, there's independent firms, right? There's totally you know hybrid firms, everything. And you guys have said, well, whatever flavor you want, we got it. We're making, we're making every, we're making rum raisin when we need it. Yeah. You know, I think like the historic definition of LPL was as an independent broker dealer. Like that's how the market referred to us, but it's a label that no longer defines us for all the reasons that Mark talked about in the expansion of our models. You know, um, advisors aren't running a monolithic business. It's not like a franchise where there's sort of a menu or set of instructions that you have to follow. It's very personalized to the to the advisor as a business owner. They have different views on outsourcing versus insourcing. They have um, different views on how much uh, business risk they they want to assume, where they want to focus their time, and then ultimately how they're going to deliver and drive their experience to their um, to their clients. And and that's ultimately leading to um, you know how they how they view their business. You know, I, I was an advisor prior to joining LPL, and and I have an investment background, and that's how I delivered value um, was on the research and the investments. But advisors deliver it in different ways. It could be planning, it could be tax, it could be estate planning, um, lifestyle uh, practices. So there are different ways of running a business, and and the way that we think of the expansion of our models and how we're you know sort of broadening um, delivering wealth. Uh, solutions to our advisors is we're really sort of running uh, to the choice, not running away from it. We're embracing uh, optionality for advisors and how they want to run their business. Hey, Tony, so, you talked about independence a minute ago, and I think independence has really evolved in terms of that definition, similar to what Gary's talking about uh, over the last few years. And if you think about it, um, the, the you talk about some of these firms in our marketplace, large RIAs, that claim to be independent, yet they own the clients. And if the advisor leaves, they're suing that advisor. Well, to me, that's not necessarily independent, right? I mean, that that, that feels much more akin to what the, the legacy has been in the wirehouses, um, for instance. For us, independence really means that you're able to hold yourself out and, and deliver a client experience that is best for your clients at your discretion, uh, that you have the opportunity to be able to have some flexibility with products. There's no proprietary products that you're being forced to sell uh, or incentivized to sell. So you're steering clear of those types of conflicts. Maybe you're maintaining your own brand and positioning uh, statements uh, to be able to hold yourself out how you how you best see. And then you're meeting with your clients and you're and you're delivering to them a service model that and an operating model that makes most sense for them. So you're meeting with them, you're delivering planning or you're delivering high higher end capabilities like Gary's talking about based on what your clients need. But you're doing it in a way where you have flexibility 
as to who your partners are. And so any of these models that we're delivering, whether you're an employee of ours and outsourcing those capabilities, or you're running your own RIA and simply using LPL as a custodian, you've got that, that, that key tenet of, of independence falling through every, flowing through every one of those, uh, every one of those different approaches. Well, that, and that's what's yeah, most that's, important. Yeah, and that's kind of going back to our original thing that, you know, things are a little bit muddled, right? What, people think they know what independence was five years ago. I think there is a different definition today. And I do think you need to read the fine print, you know, on, on some of these firms that started, you know, I, you know, first of all, who owns them, right? Where, where, where's the money coming from for, for these things? And, and are they going to, you know, what, what is, if I'm getting, you know, equity, what is it going to be worth? That's right. right. If I have to have, I have to sell it or, or, or am I going to get sued if I leave? Didn't I, didn't I leave that environment, you know, and not want to have that again. So there, there there's a bit of caveat, uh, caveat mTOR, I think in, in the marketplace. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of new capabilities and new approaches that have been introduced. Um, and what's most important is that, um, and we take this on ourselves, is to take the opportunity to really educate the advisors. It's not necessarily exclusively about what are the capabilities that LPL can deliver, but it's, it's probably most important. How can we show up as a partner um, that helps them understand and make educated decisions for what's best for them? And sometimes that's going to be one of our solutions, and sometimes it's not. Well, that, that's, that's the key thing. Partner, uh, Gary, when I think about it, you know, you talk about custody. You know, a lot of times, you know, once you get into the business, you kind of see custody. It's kind of a, a race to the bottom in terms of pricing, right? That that's all that's all it's about. And I always want to ask the question: Where's the value, right? It, things are only expenses in the in the absence of value. But what, what are advisors, you know, getting for it? So, uh, how, how would how how do you feel about that? If someone someone was to bring that up to you? Yeah, I mean, I actually think we're entering a post pure custody environment where if you're you got to deliver more. Um, it can't just be custody or they've got to supplement it with other things that may add to, uh, add to the, the expense or inefficiencies of running your practice. I, I think one of the things that we're solving for is helping advisors really be better business owners and run more efficient businesses. And if you think about, you know, what are the costs that a typical advisor have, has um, one is staffing, two would be real estate, and three is technology. It's typically in that order. So how we think about managing the efficiency of, of those businesses on the staffing front, you know, we've got a suite of uh, business solutions, you know, pair planning as an example, or outsourced uh, administrative support or marketing, where we're not just um, providing practice management in a white paper, but we're, we've got sort of boots on the ground and resources that really supplement an advisor's office to help them um, help them with that. And this war on talent, having having the ability to work uh, with a partner that can supplement resources for you at a fraction of what a, a full-time employee would be is relevant. Um, technology, we built our own technology stack end-to-end -end with some proprietary uh, technology that helps with planning a meeting or running your practice. And that in addition to sort of optionality to use third-party um, third technology choices uh, in, in whatever way you want. Um, we've got real estate choices and service as part of our Linsco and strategic wealth affiliation models uh, for folks that are you know, where that's relevant and important to them. So we're looking to solve what we consider the most important and the highest cost areas of running a practice. And that's where we're leaning in um, is the added value over and above just, you know, record keeping and normal bookkeeping associated with custody. So, Mark, um, let, let's say there's a theory that, you know, Custody is becoming commoditized, right? That the, the, there's that you could you can get it anywhere. So, where how, how do you how would you think how how do you address that when somebody if somebody brings it up to you? 
in the field. I, I mean, I, I firmly believe that. I think I, I think the common uh, the common basics of custody are, are are the ultimate commodity in our industry. And as Gary's saying, you really need to show up and deliver value in differentiated ways. And so we've done that by uh, democratizing certain capabilities that advisors maybe haven't historically uh, honed that, uh, in themselves and haven't been, made, been experts at. And so if you're not necessarily an advanced planner innately yourself, we've got the capabilities Gary was talking about to extend your value proposition through the capabilities that LPL can del deliver for you and with you effectively on a white labeled basis to your clients. Um, but it's more than that. Uh, it's not just what are those services to help you be a great advisor? It's also how do we help you run a phenomenal business? Uh, we've been running for a very long time at this cliff that's right in front of us where everyone talks about succession planning and the aging population of advisors. Well, we built out our own M&A team and our own succession plan consulting team to be able to help advisors with matchmaking and executing deals and giving them the capital that they need to be able to execute upon that effectively. So that's um, in a, that's in one really of the things. That's one of the things, though, Mark, that that really separates a a big firm. We talked a little bit about the equity, and you know, there's, there's there's who knows who the capital is in some of these smaller firms, right? But in the big firm, to have the ability, I mean, succession's tough if you're on your own. So even if you, hey, I want to be my own independent, you know, RIA. If I, where am I going to get the funds to maybe you know grow my book? But the other thing is, you know, what happens when I want to retire? I don't have a huge staff. I got I got to go to strangers, right? I mean, that's totally. tough. I think there's a few things that are going on there that all is part of that dynamic that we're seeing in the industry. The first one is exactly as you're saying, that you have advisors who are aging and are starting to realize and recognize their own mortality, but are unaware or maybe in some cases have some fear as to like, what does that next step look like? And how do they take these personal relationships they've built with their clients and feel comfortable with what is going to happen to them? How do they know that five years from now, they're, they're walking down the, the, the aisle at the grocery store and they bump into a client and the client's able to say, thank you for what you did for me as you retired, as opposed to yelling at them about, about the experience that they sold them into. Um, and for us, we're taking a really unique approach there. I think we've got some key principles of making sure that we are protecting the advisor's legacy, uh, that we're perpetuating their philosophy in, in, in finding the appropriate next steps for them. And so if it was Cohen Wealth Management, and my principles were that I'm delivering holistic financial planning and, and, and that I'm managing um, your portfolio to certain goals, I want to make sure that I'm transitioning that business to someone who's matching that, that philosophy and that your clients are going to continue to receive a similar philosophy. And so we're building out some really interesting, unique capabilities to match advisors leveraging LPL's balance sheet, leveraging LPL's unique capabilities that we can only step forward with, but maybe some independent advisors don't have the ability to, uh, while maintaining those key principles of independence in what's being delivered to the end clients. So they still work with an independent advisor. They work with someone who can deliver upon their needs um, and, and, and upon the principles that they originally hired their advisor for, but we're leveraging LPL's network, LPL's right. balance sheet and LPL's capabilities to be able to make sure that that's happening in a really seamless way. And I don't think anyone has really solved for succession. As I said, we've been running at that cliff for a decade, knowing that it was there, but no one's really solved for it at scale. And we think that we're at least among our 21,000 advisors and beyond, we're doing, we're doing some unique things there. We all also to be able to do it in a custom bespoke manner, you know, versus everybody fits into one. That's exactly unique. right. So, so Gary, I think Mark has established that all advisors will eventually die. So we, so now we've we got that out of the way. So what do you, what do you think? It, what do you think sort of is are the next steps 
you know, for LPL, believe it or not, we are getting close to the, close to the edge here ourselves. So what, what do you think are sort of, you know, what's, what, how are you going to evolve next? Or, or maybe a better question is what's not going to change and what's going to change? I guess those are the two questions. Yeah. I mean, I think what's, what's not going to change um, is an obsession around service. You know, we're in an environment now where uh, like digital is sort of the thing and we're, we're embracing it too, right. you know, communicating in an omni-channel fashion with our clients, whether it's chat or email or phone. Uh, or other ways, but but at the end of the day, you still need dedicated support. And 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 if I look back at sort of what's evolved over the last five to ten years, that's something I think we probably need to go need need less innovation in terms of having uh, a dedicated person to pick up the phone, somebody knowledgeable, somebody um, somebody that's going to answer the question. We, we've got an obsession, an absolute obsession, um, and a culture around service. It starts with our CEO, who I will tell you his. Uh, you know, any social media posting uh, survey from an advisor, it's not uncommon, no matter what level of employee to get an email from our CEO saying, hey, can you follow up on this? Can you let me know what's happening? And it just filters all the way down through the organization. So that is is absolutely unchanged. I think um, in terms of, of what's changed is around innovation. We talked a little bit about it. You know, I came from a small firm prior to LPL, and I had a, a view that only small firms were innovative like bigger firms of the size of LPL, too stodgy, too bureaucratic. Um, and it's absolutely not the case. And examples of that are, are what we've um, created in our affiliation models over the last handful of years. Uh, and we'll be rolling out private wealth, which is uh, sort of targeting advisors that have high net worth books of business next year as, as sort of the next affiliation model. What we're doing in our investment platforms and how we're evolving our, um, our platform in UMA to be industry leading. We won an award at MMI a couple weeks ago, and it's just sort of validation that, again, it's something more than just custody. It's what are you doing to deliver, uh, helping the advisor deliver the right experience um, for their clients. And then, as I mentioned, the business solutions, we've got a suite of a number of different business solutions for advisors to help them run better businesses so they can focus on what they do best, which is serving their clients and, and growing their practice. Mark, how about you yeah. on that? Sometime? Tony, I think I think you're going to continue to see what we've done for 33 years, which is exclusively focused on advisors. But as we've established, their needs continue to change. So if you think about everything that Gary said, uh, what we what we will continue to do is deliver uh, holistic and comprehensive yet personalized solutions to those needs. And I think one of the trends that we're noticing is that um, increasingly advisors are coming to us asking us to help them maybe quiet some of the noise of the business operations. They went out as an independent business owner. They, 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 they're running that business as an entrepreneur, uh, but realizing that increasingly it's taking more and more of their time or it's becoming more expensive to, to deal with benefits for their employees or to have to worry about hiring and firing people and, and working through some of those aspects. And so we're looking at various ways to how do we deliver that with some optionality? How do, how do we give the advisors the ability to say, I need help with marketing and come and hire us or, or bring in some resources for marketing? Or on the flip side, how do they do it holistically through more comprehensive solutions in a way that, again, quiets that noise and puts them in a spot where they're really returning to what they love in serving their clients and returning to that client relationship uh, and where that magic happens for them and for their clients. So, so that's going to be a big focus for us continuing um, on a go forward basis here for some time. Appreciate that. I, I appreciate it, it guys. We're, I mean, we're, we're pretty much at that. Is there anything I didn't ask that you, that you wanted to sort of mention before we go? Or you feel good? I feel good. Yeah, no, this has been great. Appreciate, appreciate it, Tony, very much. 
And yeah, I, think, we can, we, I think we're good. Thank you, Tony, for, for having us again. It's, a, it's always a pleasure. No, no worries. And we, look, we can do this again. So uh, the, there's, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. You know, I, I'd actually like to at some point um, do something when uh, maybe when this new model comes out or talk more about the private wealth, you know, model and compare and contrast the different the different models. I think that would be a valuable uh, call as well. Yeah, I look forward to that. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate Thanks, you being here. See ya. Thanks for joining us this week on An Industry in Transition. Make sure to visit our website, www.advisorhub.com, and subscribe to Advisor Hub. It's free, and you won't miss any advisor news or events. While you're on site, check out all the podcasts available. Click on the Deals Pages and Resources tab for valuable content, or check out the Markets section with its guru predictions, latest fintech offerings, you name it. Feel free to email Tony Seriani about specific questions we can address on the show. He can be reached by email at contact at advisorhub.com. Please note that all requests and questions are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next week for the next Industry in Transition episode.